Welcome to the milk bar. 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 Welcome along to episode 620 of The Milk Bar. Jason Forrest here with you as ever. And coming up on the show this week, Tara Kelsey lets us know about an evening of the music of Mario Lanza coming up this September in Sedgley. Find out how you can get your tickets for that one. We have a chat with TJ Hill, a.k.a. Eugene Pike. He is an author. He's got one book out there at the moment with the second one currently being worked on. Finding out how that's going. We'll have a natter with Hannah Broadhead. She's taking part in art at the Walnut and running several classes for art across the region over the summer. Finding out what she's up to there. We'll be having a word or two as well with the team from Malvern Three Counties. Diana Walton letting us know about the return to events in that wonderful showcase setting just at the foot of the Malvern Hills. And we've got music from Myoto having an atta with Connor and Reese from the band about their brand new single release. That's all on the way on the show this week. <laughs> Hannah Broadhead is a fantastic artist, some fantastic, brilliant work all over her Facebook page, and she's got some classes coming up over the summer months too, which you will want to be part of. She joins me now to tell me more. Hello. Hiya. It's always good you to catch right? up with you. I'm all right, yeah. It's nice to see you again. And, uh, and you? We must do this in real life when things allow. Um, and uh, have you started back up on the on the circuit? Because there have been some outdoor sort of craft fairs and things recently. Have you had a chance to get out there yet? Um, no, not yet. Um... I mean, the craft fairs locally, they've not happened. Mm-hmm. There's not been many locally that have been able to find out about it. And, of course, you you sometimes rely on the craft fairs just to give you that boost mm-hmm. through the months. But I think there's going to be exciting things coming up. There's well, um, quite a few things that I've got in the pipeline. There'll be quite a few um, classes around, around the area. Yeah. So... It's all exciting. Yeah, because I know you've got some stuff planned for Brood, but also already announced is Art at the Walnut, and this is over in Wellington near Telford. Well, the Walnut in Wellington, it's a lovely restaurant, and there's a lovely, um, the owner, Karen, she's very much for promoting good things to happen in Wellington. Mm-hmm. Um, and she really, she wants art classes, craft classes. She wants artisans to be able to use... Um, the restaurant because there's a space upstairs you see that's got a beautiful light which is always good for any kind of lessons mm-hmm. um and she wants to bring artisans in to do to do lessons for people of wellington and the surrounding areas and i'm one of the people that's going to be doing some there so I mean that's going to be great as well, and I, I know that you and and of course Rob Bowers, uh, you both are very often work together on some fantastic stuff, and you, you've done classes in Brood in the past, and you've got this to come too, and it, it's it's a sort of opportunity to to get involved with something you see, but you can be part of. I mean, getting somebody to the standard that we see from you, that's going to be tricky within a few classes because you've got to have that skill there. But for somebody who wants to develop what they have got, this is going to be a brilliant way of getting them into it and maybe just tasting the, uh, the world of art for the first time. The thing is about my classes, I'm going to start from the basics because even people who have got the skills there, they can still enhance those skills. And the people who don't think they've got the skills we'll find them because I think the main thing about art which 
people never tell you is actually having confidence. Because if you've got confidence, you can you can believe that you can do anything. Well, art can be art can be learned and it can be done by anyone. And people can get to high levels where they never thought they could get to high levels. But it's just believing believing that they can do it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I really, there, I really believe in that. Yeah, and there are some big-name artists who've proven that you don't exactly have to be uh, good at the detail or good at things looking like what they're supposed to look like sometimes to, to, to do really well. I know you're not going to diss anybody, that's just me. But, oh, no. <laughs> but no, it, it is, it's, art is always in the eye of the beholder, so there is always something is. there. But you see, these people that you say you've just described, it's confidence. Mm-hmm. They know that they have got something, so they're going to put it out there. And that's, with any artwork, any artist, they've got to have the confidence to go, this is me, this is what I do, there we go. Yeah, do you like Hopefully it or not? And, people like it. Yeah, and and, and say so there, there's some amazingly thought-provoking pieces, and even though uh, we abstract art is, is, is one of those areas where actually you, you get to see whatever you want to see in it and 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 there is always it's it's nice to have uh, a piece that provokes thought and imagination and it could be you find the next equivalent of Picasso during these uh, lessons that you're you're teaching uh, or it could be somebody who you know, will produce a, a photo real painting that uh, you can't spot the difference between that and, and an actual photograph i mean even abstract art there's got to be an element of people have got to know how to draw mm-hmm. because if you're going to bring depth to a piece of work, there's got to be elements where you know that how to do that and drawing is the starting point. So the classes, I mean, they're going to go on for weekly. There's going to be no time limit on them. So it will be just weekly lessons. Mm-hmm. And it will be it'll be starting from pencil to the point, and hopefully we'll get to the point where the pencil can disappear and you can do that with a paintbrush. You can still get the same, because uh, painting, say for example, it's not gonna be oh, one lesson and you're gonna paint a masterpiece because you've got, to, you've got to take the time, you've got to understand what materials can do for you. Mm-hmm. And people, people might say, well, actually I find drawing is where I want to be, but then some other people will go, well, painting, but you've got to learn the one to get to the other. Yeah, it's it, it's a, an art journey to, to get you to the point where you understand the medium because you've got to speak with it. It's like learning a foreign language. You can get some of the words, but actually you've got to be able to have a conversation and that, and that's that's what happens, isn't it, as you become you know, adept at using these materials. In the courses, we're going to do a few master studies and I think master studies are really important through artwork because it's, it's a learning experience. So... A master studies, um, taking a piece of artwork that's already available, say um, a master, like um, a Rembrandt or a, mm-hmm. um, something from art history, and copying it to a level that they can understand how it was made, mm-hmm. how it was put together, because um, paintings, the compositions as well, you have to understand how to compose a picture to make it work because say for example um a still life normally in a still life there's a triangle you'll find a triangle because your eye has to sort of follow the triangle Mm -hmm. so there's 
I mean, if you were in Italy, say doing artwork now, you wouldn't even touch paint for two years. You'd have to learn how to draw. Yeah. So it's it's going to be one of those things where it's going to be a lovely, relaxed environment and people can just learn at their own pace and learn together. So we'll learn as a collective. Mm-hmm. There'll be no one being left behind. There might be people going a bit faster than others, but we'll all be there together. It sounds like a fantastic way of doing it. This is, as I say, art at the Walnut, and there'll be other courses available too. What's the easiest way to find out more about all of this? We've got um, we've got art at the Walnut, um, and then you can find out on my page, um, Hannah Broadhead Art, mm-hmm. um, and I've got links to workshop pages that I'll be doing. Um, so that's the way you can find it. Like I say, we've got art at the Walnut, and then. The community hub in Brewerd, there'll be classes starting in August. The Walnut will be starting in June. So that's a bit further forward. Um, and they are, they, they in people's budgets. It's not going to be so expensive that people can't afford to do it. Mm-hmm. And I think you need to, if you're going to bring artwork to people, you've got to make it accessible for everyone. Absolutely. It's going to be absolutely just, fantastic. The elite. <laughs> yeah, brilliant work. So, look on Facebook. You're looking for Art of the Walnut and Hannah Broadhead Art. Check out both of those. You can see what Hannah's done. Uh, yeah, some fantastic pieces I've seen over the last few weeks. I expect nothing less, though. Hannah, always good to catch up with you. Thank you for joining us, and we look forward to uh, you sharing your skills with so many people over the summer months. Thank you. That's lovely. <laughs> Myoto have released Wanted Man, it's available now on all good outlets and some interesting other ones too. To tell us more, I'm joined now by Reese and Connor from the band. Hello to you both. Good morning. So, uh, first of all, uh, Reese, you're front man and we have spoken before. Introduce us formally to Connor, please. Yes, so uh, my my band up uh, now, I live in Manchester, reside in Manchester, originally from Wolverhampton, of course. Um, but my band now up in Manchester uh, uh, concludes of. Um, I'll start that again. Sorry, okay, no problem at all. I know <laughs> yeah. that feeling. So, yeah, uh, originally from Wolverhampton myself, but now resided up in Manchester. So my band consists of myself. Connor here is my drummer. And then we've got uh, James and Andy, the gay, uh, guitarist and bassist. So, yeah, uh, that's, that's us. We're a four-piece indie rock band. And Connor uh, is a Southampton lad. So he's from the South, aren't you, Connor? That's right, yeah. Representing T-shirt today as well. <laughs> we, we make allowances, it's fine. So, uh, obviously, the the pandemic has been interesting. You're studying up in Manchester, which is how you guys all happen to be in the same place at the same time. And, uh, I mean, Connor, what's it like trying to run a, run a band like this? Because, I mean, the drummer is the, the linchpin of keeping things going. So do you do that as part of uh, you know, coordinating Zoom chats when you're not able to meet up? Yeah, that's absolutely right, Jason. We uh, try as much as we can during the first lockdown to chat as much as we possibly could over Zoom. I didn't meet the lads properly until about six months after we first chatted, really. So it was very surreal to meet them in person after just seeing them on the screen for so many times. But it didn't hinder anything. In fact, I think it kind of made us a bit more sort of in touch with each other because it was purely just everyone on the same page, one at the same thing. And 
without Zoom, it would have been a nightmare, but Zoom really made it work. So I think we were quite uh, lucky with how it all fell into our laps, really. Mm-hmm. And obviously, Reese, I mean, you're now thinking about live gigs. Have, have you strutted your stuff as my auto in front of real people yet? Uh, so actually, no. The, the funny you mentioned that the first real gig that we're doing is it, uh, a TV studio in Manchester this coming Friday. It's the 14th. I think that is going to be live streamed. Um, so again, check our socials for that, uh, my auto band, but, uh, upcoming, we have a string of gigs that we've, we've kind of kept close to our chest. Um, I remember the last time I spoke to you, we had one actually like booked in. Mm-hmm. Um, but as for that, like with the pandemic, people were kind of, um, few and far between with the ideas of whether it was going to come to fruition or not. So definitely that's coming to uh, fruition. Now, uh, we've just announced, uh, our first real big, like in-person gig, uh, which is going to be below the bridge festival in manchester uh, on the 31st of july so we're looking forward to that this is new territory for us yeah and there's going to be people traveling from pretty much all over the country you're going to have the wolverhampton massive heading up there southampton i'm sure will be represented too uh, where are the rest of the guys from in the band uh so uh they're both uh northern lads um the bassist uh, is from doncaster but he's lived in manchester most of his life uh, and andy is from uh, altrincham so kind of uh, manchester lancashire area mm-hmm. so it's going to be uh, interesting to, you know, to see how this works because i mean you'll be doing lots of uh, rehearsals in the, in the room to all of these but it's a chance to take music which you've created in novel circumstances and turn that into uh, a live performance and, and again I mean, Connor, obviously this is going to be uh, interesting for you when it comes to actually you know, seeing it from from the back. Because, I mean, being the drummer, you get to watch the gig from a weird angle, don't you? <laughs> yeah, I guess you're right, yeah. I, I'm in the, the safety of the back of the stage, you know, I can see how everyone operates. But I think we'll be all right, you know. You know, I think we've, um, in our, one of the rehearsal studios we uh, we play at, they have a stage room that mimics what a stage would be like. And we've started going to there recently just to get a feel for what it will be like on the stage. And I think, yeah, I think we're going to be okay. You know, Reese has got his uh, dance moves quite on point, you know, so it's nice <laughs> to watch how he sort of operates uh, from my perspective on the stage. So yeah, I, but, it's going to be interesting. With, with Reese, it's wrestling-based dance moves, so do not upset <laughs> yeah. him, okay? <laughs> been practicing in the mirror, Jason, with uh, no no human contact. You know, <laughs> <laughs> it makes it a bit peculiar. Uh, so, uh, uh, where where are we then musically? We've mentioned the single "Wanted Man." So, uh, you've got a video that runs alongside that. So, uh, what what is the the current package, as it were, when it comes to what's available online? Uh, so again, we uh, I think from the last conversation I had with you as well, we've, we've just been kind of sitting on these and, and wanted to uh, release them. You know, um, as we we felt ready to to branch out. Um, that's very much been uh, from my side as well because we wanted to to make the drops um, you know mean something as well. Each one uh, means something instead of just like a, a collective package. We are uh, moving towards releasing an EP towards the end of this year, I would believe, and then uh, another single in between. Then, so we kind of want to ride this now um, just to get out there, get our name out. You know, it's our first uh, debut release. You know, it's it's. The feedback we've had as well, Connor, I'm sure, you know, I'm not alone in saying this, it has been very nice. You know, even like when uh, we, we we had the photographer and a few other uh, friends um, come to uh, rehearsals uh, the other week, it was in quite a big open space, so we we allowed to do that. And uh, the feedback instantly from our live stuff as well as our recorded stuff has, has been great, you know. Um, so I'm really excited to, to move that forward and release more stuff off this. It's kind of like just the snowball effect that we want to create now that, you know, one release into the other release into a few gigs. And then hopefully, you know, we start 
getting a bit of a buzz and a bit of a vibe and start turning some heads. And that's that's the that's the aim, really. Well, I'm, I'm sure you're going to. I've had always a sneak preview. We're going to take a listen to Wanted Man in a Moment Two's time. And when it came to trying to put something together for a video for this, um, you, you've got a song which has clearly been well thought out and has meaning to it. So how do you tie in the, the video with that is so easily? Because it's seamless, basically, the way it works. Oh, well, thank you. That's very nice of you to say so. Um, it, that was kind of how we wanted to for it to come across as well. We didn't want, like... A, a video for the sake of it kind of thing. We wanted a video to um, add add another layer to the story because myself, I see music visually. So mm-hmm. whenever we're, we're going into something, I, I can see kind of the patterns and the, the feelings and emotion. I'm, I, I speak for the boys when we say that too, because we always talk about that, don't we, Connor, you know? Yeah. Um, but the video was, uh, I had a very distinct idea for this video in particular because- well, It's, it's, it's actually, a fact that you, you, you're, all, you're listening to the track. And that it, it, it sort of mimics the way in which so many of us, you know, we'll walk down the street listening to a song and kind of get into it and get carried away. And you, you, you've taken that next level. Right. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 that was uh, that was actually a, a very an idea from Nick Dunleavy, who did the video. Uh, shout out Newpath Productions. Great, great uh, filmmaker, Nick. We, we, we were very lucky to collab with him um, through through Connor's past work as well. Um, but yeah, that was actually an idea from him. He said, you know, you put your head, put your headphones in if you watch the video and you, you're kind of going down the street. It was very relatable and I very much liked that because I wanted the video to be relatable. Um, the, the, the song and the video are kind of about, you know, coming from a, a, a settled area and being different and being the anomaly and trying to kind of fit in. Um, with that and it was something I very much didn't feel like I did back home you know and when I lived there it was almost a a case of resentment I was building up but you know in hindsight it was it was the people who I loved and and I still love to this day and the the things I love about it and the things I love about my area were so juxtaposed to what was going on in my head at the time and you know the more I speak to people the more I understand myself later on in life um, the more I want to communicate that message because I see a lot of young people today going through the same struggle that I did and not really understanding it. Through the song we start to get a flavour for that you can get that as well as we yeah, listen to the music, watch the video. It's going to be, uh, uh, I think it's, it is enlightening and it is a bit more than sometimes we get from uh, some, some indie rock songs. I mean, you, 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 there's a lot of angst very often, but this brings us, I think, feelings as well, which is uh, yeah, beyond, beyond what we would normally necessarily expect. So absolutely well worth a listen. Uh, so give us the details of the forthcoming events and how we can get everybody involved in seeing you play live. Hey, please, thank you very much. I'm really excited. I'm, I'm again. I'm sure I speak for all the boys um, to get out and gigging. It's going to be great to see people, you know, enjoying <laughs> enjoying themselves in front of us again. Um, but we've got a brand new website we've just launched. It's myautoband.com. All of our events, all of our music, all of our contacts are on there. So I just direct everyone to there, myautoband.com. Um, and the big event that we've got going on, if you're in Manchester or you can be in Manchester on the 31st of July, it's a Saturday, uh, all day uh, festival called Below the Bridge Festival. There's going to be over 20 acts on there, three stages. We are going to be 
uh, on, on pretty much towards the top of the bill on that, which is pretty nice. You know, um, with the promoter uh, is a very cool guy. He runs a lot of events around Manchester. So, um, you know, he, he came across us and said, you know, do you want to be involved? Absolutely, we do. So, yeah, um, the tickets are on sale now, actually. Uh, so if anyone wants to check that out again, we've got the details, myotoband.com. You're going to have to spell myoto for us as well. M-Y-O-T-O-B-A-N-D.com. And because if you look at it, it actually looks like it's got a zero in the middle. That is for stylish effect, isn't it? It's, uh, uh, of, of course. You know me, Jason. Flamboyant as ever. That's the way we expect nothing less. Uh, Connor <laughs> and Reese from Myoto, thank you for joining us. We'll take a listen to Wanted Man, and we're going to love this. Thanks again. Thank you. Thanks, Jason.
We're going to see the return of events at the wonderful Three Counties Showground in Malvern very, very soon. Head of shows, Diana Walton, is here to tell me more. Hello. Hello, nice to see you. Well, good to see you too. And I'm looking forward to seeing you in real life in the not-too-distant future because we've got the return of some shows coming very soon. Explain what's been announced so far. Yeah, isn't it wonderful to be announcing um, some new shows after the turbulent last 12 months? But we've got um, something for everyone, I think, safely to say, over the next few months, mm -hmm. starting with Dogtastic on Sunday, the June the 13th. So any of you dog lovers, whether you own the dogs or not, come along and learn some more and lots of new tricks and tips for keeping your dogs. And then we moved straight into Midsummer Garden Life Festival. And for anyone that's supported our gardening events before, you're going to absolutely love this event. It's three days, the 23rd to the 25th of June, and we're celebrating happiness because that's what we all need to do. Absolutely. <laughs> A chance to actually explore the outdoors and get some ideas for our own gardens, because although people have probably spent more time in their own gardens if they've got one, they haven't really had a massive amount of new inspiration except that comes off that TV in the corner. We, we like to actually see things in real life so we can get a concept of how to look in our own homes. Absolutely and it's not just seeing it's talking to people as well isn't it because mm -hmm. we've got some real experts here We're having over 35 top nurseries who know everything there is to know about their specialisms so to be able to come along and speak to them is a real opportunity. And you have a third event I believe too. We do indeed we've got um, the Good Life show which is being launched in July and this is celebrating absolutely everything that we love about country living. So whether that's keeping animals or whether that's grow your own um, or whether that's cookery, perhaps it's actually shopping and enjoying some beautiful shops. Um, it's all going to be here on the showground for a brand new show on the 21st and 22nd of July. Yeah, because things have had to adapt recently. I know you did some brilliant work last year with everything that you could do when you could do it. Uh, and are we going to start seeing the, the likes of the, uh, the markets and fairs who normally come and see you uh, being able to return in the not too distant future? Yes, we're really pleased to say that um, our events have started with our venue hires. So um, just a couple of weekends ago, we had one of our very successful flea fairs held here. And um, it was so, so well supported because I'm sure everybody's desperate to get out. Um, and I think this is a great step forward. And as the government carries on unlocking the country, um, it's going to just get hopefully better and better. Yeah, well, I mean, the, the message is still hands, face, face, fresh air. And those are the last two, uh, you know, you've got in absolute abundance, haven't you? We have. And we've been accredited with the good thing, uh, England's Good To Go, um, which certifies everything we're already doing as you say we're a massive site 90 acres of beautiful grassland here everything is outside everything's distanced we've got huge car parks uh, we've got fantastic gates and gate staff so there really are no problems whatsoever and I'm sure that everybody's going to feel very safe on our showground and it's a, it's a case of keeping track of what's going to be happening because that diary is going to fill back up again really, really quickly, isn't it? As people are getting used to the way in which we, we need to continue to work, even as social distancing sort of disappears, we still need to make sure we keep safe because there is still a virus out there. We've just got to make sure we keep it at bay and do our best to avoid it. Uh, absolutely. And reinforce everything you said. We've worked really closely last year and this year with Worcestershire regulatory authorities who check everything we're doing week in, week out. They come on site, they see us. And they're so supportive of us and they've been so helpful. So as a partnership, we're all out there about making sure people just come to Malvern, come to the showground and have a fantastic time and go home safely.
Yeah, and I say it's a safety, which has always been important. You've always looked after your guests. Uh, I mean, the, the things we, we always have all sorts of things that throw at you, whether it's uh, wet weather, the, the sun, uh, Malvern copes with it all, whatever happens. So just adding you know a virus into the mix is nothing, is it really, to you guys? <laughs> well, um, we do throw our absolute passion into organising events. It's what what the team do brilliantly, and we will get year round on it. And it's everybody's so excited to be back together, working, planning, organising and doing it all safely, as you say. Where do we go to for more information and to start booking tickets for those events that you do have already? Thank you. If you just pop across to our website, which is threecounties.co.uk, and look under the What's On tab, and all the details are there, and tickets are on sale. And will we start to see the return to like the spring and summer show, and of course the, the fantastic Three Counties show, which we look forward to each year? Oh, thank you. We've missed them terribly. Um, we're really hopeful that Malvern Autumn Show will be as big as ever. And we're actually extending that to three days at the end of September. So that's a really big one to look forward to. But we're going to work slowly towards it. And the, what I should say is the events that we're putting on this summer are very limited numbers. So it's really important. You have to book in advance and we'll grow slowly and we'll gain everyone's confidence as we go along through the summer and then have an absolutely bustingly fantastic Malvern Autumn Show. Yeah, and we've got Christmas and stuff to come as well. And that's going to be again awesome again this year. I know it. And there's a load of food shows that you always have down there, which again, it's just the inspiration for people's festivities. So that's something again to look forward to. Give us that website one more time so we can get our tickets booked and find out what's going on. Thank you. Yes, it's threecounties.co.uk. Check it all out there. Well, for now, head of shows, Diana Walton, thank you for joining us. Thank you. Due to the pandemic, there's been a number of moves on the date for a fantastic evening which will feature the music of Mario Lanza. Everything's hopefully kind of settled down now and we can relax and look forward to the great show itself. Tara Kelsey joins us now to tell us more about what will be happening and when it'll be happening. Hello. Hello there, Jason. It's it's nice to uh, meet again through all this uh, rigmarole of the pandemic. But mm -hmm. uh, say things do seem to be settling down nicely now so and fingers crossed <laughs> absolutely and if this deserves to be on stage it's going to be at the mill at the at Dormston school and it is an amazing night of music with some fantastic performance yourself included yes that's right um be my love a tribute to the great mario Lancer, um, very, very exciting. Um, it's to celebrate, obviously, the life and, and legacy of the man himself, Mario Lancer. It's been um, a project that um, I've held close to my heart and been working on behind the scenes, really, over the last three years. So to finally uh, be staging it now at the Dormston Mill Theatre, and being joined by two amazing other artists and of course our star, our Italian tenor, Simone Francesco Leconti, who will fly to us to the UK from Bergamo, Italy to um, pay homage to the great Lancer. And this is really special actually because um, Simone, he, he sings in the operas all over Europe and has travelled as far as China, singing singing some of the great tenor roles that um, Mario him himself brought to the screen, brought brought to the people. Mm -hmm. So yeah, it's 
Yeah, because I mean, Mario Lanza did an awful lot in a, a, in a short space of time, taken way too soon. Uh, his health uh, was the, uh, the, the the issue, and unfortunately, you know, we missed out on so much more that he could have brought to us. And those carrying on his legacy and the likes of this concert uh, are, are really going to uh, bring to uh, not only the generation who remember him, but also a new generation uh, the amazing music that he was performing. Um, yes, certainly. I mean, Mario Lancer, his, his life was tragically cut short at, at just um, the age of 38, which is, it, it, it's terrible. But the, the wonder that he brought to everyone in that short, it was like a 10-year career span from when he was um, first discovered by um, MGM and burst on, onto, the, onto our screens, on, onto the TV. Um, I know, I know my, my daddy, when he first heard him, his recording, Be My Love, he ran out, he brought the record, and he did indeed, through film, bring opera to the people. That's the essence of our concert, to bring opera to the, to the people. And he was a bright, vibrant flame that, that burnt so powerfully, brightly, bringing this wonderful music and opera and inspiring so many people that he definitely what he left behind is is immortal um definitely but but made it accessible as well and you know yeah. and also i mean did the traditional thing now of creating a christmas album too and so you know there is something for, for all seasons with this man yes um every christmas as a child i always remember on christmas day as we would appear at the top of the stairs and, and coming downstairs to open our, our presents um my daddy he always had the mario christmas album and Oh, Holy Night will be playing on Christmas Eve. And I, I can remember as a four-year-old child um, trying to sing to um, Silent Night, trying to do a duet with Mario. And I, I guess that's where it kind of all started for me, wanting to sing and um, fr from that point. Um, so, yeah, wonderful. Um, and to all come together. And, of course, our fantastic pianist, Wayne C. Baddeley who is um, a show pianist, concert pianist in his own right. He will join Simone and I on stage. And, and I, you know, I have so much um, admiration for him because I sometimes think he has the biggest job of the three of us in, in one sense because he, he's there at, at every bar of music, every step he plays, every, he, he never really gets a break till the <laughs> interval. And he will be delighting us also with a couple of um, big piano um, solos um, that will be dedicated to Mario. So that, that will be wonderful because Wayne has performed all over the world as, as well and on the BBC, Joe Loss Orchestra. So he, he's fantastic. So we're, we're, we're very, I'm very lucky to be joined on stage by such two terrific artists and gentlemen. So it will be a wonderful evening for everyone. It will be an amazing show. And I know it was already selling well as we were heading into the pandemic. Obviously, uh, people were a little unsure as to, to, what to what to do and dates have moved. Tickets are still valid, but they are also still available. So, uh, I mean, it's a huge theatre and I know you're going to fill it. So tell us uh, how we can get ha our hands on tickets for this one. Yeah, you can um, get the tickets by visiting our online box office and that's at www 
ct.co.uk forward slash be my love and they're 18 pounds 50 and i do urge people to to get those tickets booked because they they are they are selling yep you need to get in there quickly select your seats and be ready for an evening of fantastic entertainment with the wonderful music of maria lanza Brought to life by three outstandingly talented performers. You are going to adore it. And say like, this is accessible. I mean, you, you may have used the word opera. That isn't something that should ever put you off. It is just powerful sounds. And if you've never picked up on the work of Maria Lanza, make sure you uh, do a bit of Googling on that one as well and take us into some of the tracks and uh, all of those songs that are really at the fore of what was uh, an amazing 10-year career for him will be uh, part of this wonderful night of music. So give us all those details again, not only at the time and date, but also the, uh, the availability of tickets and how you get hold of those. It's on the, um, the 9th of September, the evening of the 9th of September, the doors were at the Dormston Mill Theatre, the doors will open at 7, um, show commences 7.30pm, and you can get tickets um, at £18.50 each by um, going over to www.ct.co.uk forward slash be my love online and you can, you can book those there. Tara Kelsey, thank you for joining us, Break a Leg, and I look forward to seeing you uh, not only at the concert itself, but also in the run-up when we should be able to do uh, another little chat once you have your amazing tenor in the country. Yes, most certainly. Look forward to meeting you, Jason, in person. TJ Hill has the Crime Collection. It has been available for a little while, but has recently been redesigned and revamped for the brand new cover artwork. He joins me now to tell me more. Hello, sir. Yes, it, it's been redone by Austin McCauley. I have a sort of a printout. I can read a couple from from the first story. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I'll share a little bit of the tale with us to tell us more about how the, the book works. Well, this is the first story. This one, this one is called The Gunman in Black. It's about the private detective who's been in prison. He's an ex-cop mm-hmm. who, who ended up in prison when he, he can't get a case. The lady, some lady turned up at his office later on, hoping to hire him to find her because her son's gone missing. She's received a ransom note mm-hmm. asking, asking for money. He decides he wants to take the case. But along the uh, along the line, halfway through the story, he finds out that after he'd left the force 13 years ago, the boy 13 years old, he told, he worked it out that it's his, it is actually his his son, and he, he and he, he can't understand why she never told him. Okay, so there's there's intrigue, there's backstory, and say these uh, these crime tales that run alongside this. So, uh, yes. how long did it take you to to work on the book and write it? Well, it took me a while to work out the character. I had to work out what I wanted to, what I wanted him to say, and what I, how I wanted him to look. Mm-hmm. So, you're one of these writers who will work out a whole backstory for somebody prior to yes. uh, getting to tell their tale. Yes, like the one I'm doing at the moment. I've worked on the backstory of the one I'm writing at the moment. I, uh, he's a sort of a, the one I'm writing at the moment is a London cop. I've now, I've got, I'm, I'm almost through the book. I'm almost finished it. I've actually got to the stage now where I've gone back to, it's set in 1953, this new one is. Mm-hmm. He, he, he has not, he's a bit of a 
philanthropist. He messes, he plays with women. He doesn't. He's not married. He, he don't drive a car. He prefers to get trains instead. A, a bit of a, a change from the way in which we sometimes see characters and uh, uh, a different world to explore. I mean, the 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 crime solving whilst in a carriage on a railway train. That's that's somewhat different to uh, to what we would normally anticipate in some of these tales. It's, it's often high octane cars and, and and car chases. Well, the one I'm doing is a sort of a. London cop, but he's been sent to the West Midlands. Mm -hmm. But really, they had the cover story. What they said he did, he didn't actually do it. He didn't actually abuse women. That was just a cover story. So that he could go to the West Midlands. Really, he was undercover to, 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 to find a killer. So, uh, again, another story which is uh, yeah, building to uh, an interesting climax. And how far away before we see that one in print? Well, I, I'll, the maximum for that one would be 50,000 words. At the moment, I've got just over 31,729. So you've got a little way to go before you finish your tale. And uh, that will then be published, what, in sometime in the next 12 months, you'd have thought? Might be next 12 months, yeah. OK, so that's one to keep looking out for. And your work's available through Amazon, isn't it? It's Amazon, it's W. H. Smith's, Waterstones, uh, Austin McCauley. They can have a copy from the publishers themselves. Or they can download it from, they can download the first page from Amazon and read the first page. So they get a feel for how the story comes across and can uh, see your writing style. And obviously, based in uh, Wolverhampton, you enjoy uh, sharing your work. And uh, I mean, last time we had a chat, we were able to meet up over at the Lighthouse, which is fantastic. But uh, you know, how does it work when it comes to publishing these days? Because it's almost as if yeah, we'd expect to see a book tour and you signing copies in WH Smiths around the country. But that, obviously that can't happen. And that's made it a little harder to sell books in the last 12 months than, uh, than usual to get for, for new, uh, new authors. Because I said, I have to go through the publisher if you want that. Mm -hmm. Austin, Austin McCauley would have to arrange that. So it can be set up. You could be invited along to uh, to do that. And have you had a chance to do many talks on your books, with uh, on the internet or uh, in real life? Not at the moment, no, because I haven't been. Uh, I've been too busy working on my next one. Yeah, so uh, the, the work writing has to come first in this case. So yeah. the, the series itself, it's a lot of different uh, characters and uh, you don't have a recurring theme at the moment? No, I, I did what Agatha Christie did. I decided to do different characters. Mm -hmm. So it'll be interesting to see whether any of them do reappear in later novels, possibly, who knows. But uh, uh, they've... Books themselves, uh, say, this is a, a, a lifelong goal for you, isn't it, to be uh, yeah. a published author I in this started way? Into, I started doing it in 2002 after I lost a job in security. Mm -hmm. and, and I decided I didn't want to be unemployed. I was, I was unemployed. I got bored of being unemployed and sitting around waiting, searching for job after job. And got to stay there. I got to stage now where I'm thinking, well, I'm, near, I'm 63 years old now, what's the point of searching for work now? So I decided to pursue my writing career. And that's obviously gone particularly well so far. A fantastic reception for the first book and uh, the second one on the way. So uh, congratulations on what you've done so far. And we look forward to uh, yeah, seeing the, uh, the second one in print. Meanwhile, how do we get hold of the first one? Give us the full title and how we find it on Amazon. It's called the Crime Collection. I'll still be using Eugene Pike. Mm -hmm. But I might be having I might be adding a might be adding a middle name. Okay. Well be Vernon. 
Okay, so your uh, your your pen name is Eugene Pike. Yeah. So that's what we're looking for when we come to check out the books. They can uh, go on to Amazon, Bertrams, WH Smiths, all websites, even on uh, Wilder Books. So they'll find a find on there and a good read. Mm-hmm. They'll find on there. If any anybody wants to work, uh, I go to there. You can buy copies from there. You can, from Amazon, it's four pound fifty eight. So you can pick it up online quite simply and enjoy TJ Hill's work under the pen name Eugene Pike and you're looking for the crime collection. That's how we pick it all up. Yeah, and I'm now trying to read a first story because uh, this is actually the edited version mm-hmm. done by Austin McCauley. Okay. It, the year was 1970. It was, just, it was about 2 o'clock on a cold December afternoon in Benson, a small town in the West Midlands. In his private detective office at 347 Dublin Street, Benny Holland sat at his desk and smoked a a rolled-up cigarette. His ex-wife, Jackie, worked in an office opposite his. From where Benny sat, he got a good look at her she was she was drinking a can of beer and wearing a short just a short dressing gown. Underneath it, Benny noticed she had nothing on. She said, I just go put some clothes on. Benny just stared at her and said, Don't mind me. I like girls in short dressing gowns. No concealed weapons. As Jackie left his office, he gazed through the office window and saw a shadowy figure standing in the doorway. She knocked on his door when he walked to the door and yelled and said and yelled, come in. The woman entered his office. She was dressed in a long, dark red coat with massing trousers. She 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 wore dark glasses and a scarf over her red hair. She introduced herself. Hello, my name is Mrs. England. I want, I'm, I'd like to hire you to look for my son, Howard. He, he, he wrote down the details on a pad he'd taken from his desk drawer. From its shirt pocket, he, rem, he, he removed a pack of plate cigarettes, stay, sitting there with his feet on the counter, he spoke the price it two hundred a day, plus expenses. I work alone. No police involvement. When did you last see your son? Two weeks ago. He left the house for school and never returned and didn't return home. Later that afternoon, I received I received this note in the mail. She handed him the note. He read it. He read the letter. It said ten thousand. We won't see your son alive again. Do you know who sent the note? I've no idea. Did you pay the ransom? No, I've not. Not now. I've not paid. I, I live a simple life, and I just spend a little, a, a little of my money apart from holidays with the family. Benny looked at her and asked her, "Have you been to the school?" And asked them if they know where he went. No, nothing like that. I jumped. I just jumped into my car and drove to the docks. 
Why did you go there? I know. Harold sometimes went to the docks. I was always telling him not to go, not to, because of the sort of people who worked around there. What did you find when you got to the docks? Nothing. There was no one there. As Benny, new client, left his office, he telephone rang. He walked round to the other side of the desk and picked up the receiver. It was Jackie calling from outside. She muttered, Hello, darling. Jackie here. What can I do for you now? Two police officers are on their, on their way to your office to arrest you. For what? Yeah. For fraud. What fraud? He asked. When you use bank, when you use your friend's name. Oh, that. Yes, that. At that moment, Detective Chief Inspector Des Aswood and, and DS Keith Jessup, two fraud investigators hammered on his door as if their life depended on him. Well, TJ, that is fantastic, a taste of the novel itself. You can get more by picking that up as The Crime Collection by Eugene Pike on Amazon. You can get it on the Kindle edition or you can buy a paperback and, of course, direct for the publishers too. Keep up the good work. We look forward to hearing more from you with the new release coming next year. Meanwhile, go out and get this first in your series of books. And thank you for joining us. OK, thank you. That's all for this week. Thank you so much for joining me back with episode 621 next week. I'll see you then. Ta-ra for now. Goodbye from the milk bar. 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 Yeah. Goodbye from the milk bar. Yeah.